So why did you decide to edit the Roald Dahl books? Well, we launched a sensitivity review and we think that it's plain and obvious that being so offensive just won't cut it in a modern society. Some have suggested that uh, you made the step to try to pander to a more modern audience to keep sales up. (laughs) Oh gosh, no, absolutely not. We thoroughly believe that this language is offensive, wrong and has no place in our culture. Money does not impact our morality. (laughs) Brilliant. So the horrific backlash from many people who have suggested that it was an overreaction and that they in fact won't be buying the book anymore won't affect your decision at all. Well, well... Uh, are you saying to me that our sales are down? Well, yes, there's been a huge backlash, but fair play for sticking to your guns and going with what you believe is morally correct. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, steady on there, boy. We here at the Royal Dahl Company take issues of censorship extremely seriously. We'd never edit books if it means our reputation and bank balance took a hit. I, I, I mean, we'd, we'd never edit books. Wait, wait, so doesn't this make your whole sensitivity review kind of pointless? Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to make both the originals and the edited versions available for sale. And we believe both that these edits are morally right and morally wrong, depending on who's buying the book. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Teach, Sleep, Repeat. This is episode five. My name is Dylan. And my name is Hayden. And we are back again with another one. It's been a busy week this week. There's another teacher strike going on as we record this. It's happening today. Um, for you, it will be obviously in the past. But what I wanted to do, Hayden, was just ask you, how's your week been, mate? I've not really been catching up with you much I know, this week. I've not, not seen you, have I? Um, I've had a, a funny week, actually. I have taught something for the first time. Now, it's not often, is it, in our career now, this far in, that we actually teach something and it's brand new. We've, we've kind of done it all, right? I've been teaching yoga. <laughs> and I'll, just, oh. I'll just preface this with um, when I introduced it to uh, this group of kids. They were like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we doing in PE? What are we doing? What are we doing? I said yoga. And uh, they were like, one of them looked me up and down, right? And went, oh. <laughs> Honestly, as if to be like, oh, I'm not sure you can stretch. And she said, no offense, but don't you have to be a little bit more flexible for that and i was like you cheeky (laughs) (laughs) but inside thinking yeah i am actually not flexible whatsoever so i've been teaching a bit of yoga funnily enough my children as well i've told them that we'll be doing dance soon in pe and had a very similar experience actually of them just thinking okay (laughs) i don't think that you'll be teaching me how to dance (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've had do you know what i've enjoyed it though it was way more than i thought i would i was a little bit like oh god just get through this this unit never taught yoga it's been really good the kids are actually loving it it's all about relaxation, obviously, and stretching. And I was thinking, oh, they're all going to just be like, oh, well, let's just play some sport, you know. They love it. They're stretching. They're like breathing properly. I'm thinking they're going to laugh. They're not. They're being really well behaved. It's actually quite enjoyable. I think a lot of people actually um, with yoga, it's a really interesting one because when they do it, adults included, there's a lot of skeptics. But afterwards, nearly everyone I've seen tried it actually goes, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it's good just to slow down and stretch your body and control your breathing. Like it does, it does feel better to do those. Yeah, things. this relaxation thing is relaxing. I I never thought it would do that. Um, I did have a funny experience though. One of the children, um, I don't know who it was, but it was just funny because it was a silent hall. We're doing a frog pose, which is where I, you literally look like. I don't a frog. know what a frog pose is. Is that is it simple as that? Exactly what you imagine. Legs kind of apart, like knees out, you know, like a frog, and you just kind of crouch down and you do some breathing. Crouch down. You can imagine what happened. You're compressing your stomach. Just had a nice <laughs> a little trump through the hall as we did that. That was that was quite amusing. I had to try to ignore that. Like you know, you just pretend like, oh no, didn't hear that. And all the kids are like, Poof. just as you're trying to calm everyone down, <laughs> someone lets one rip. Yeah, luckily they were calm enough to just get over it pretty quickly. Um, anyway, what have you been up to? Well, it's been assessment week for us. 
obviously uh, down in lower school, years three, four and five in our school, we're doing assessments uh, just to see how they're getting on halfway through the year. And assessment week always throws up some absolute corkers. I absolutely love marking their tests. I really do. Sometimes you think, oh, I've got to get through all of these papers and they pile up really quickly. You do a maths arithmetic, you do an English reading, then the next day you've got another reasoning paper and you've got GPS. Mm. It just adds up and adds up. Actually, I relish it because some of the answers are just unbelievable. <laughs> and they've really thrown up some comedy this uh, this year. We had one question in maths and it was um, a reasoning question. So one of the characters in the test, because you have the same characters, you know, Shiv and Dev, they're always in there. <laughs> yeah. In the sats, we know it's Chen. Good old Chen always turns up. But in our papers, one of them had said, uh, if I count from zero to 421, um, sorry, if I count in zero... Uh, from zero in my four times tables, counting up in fours, yeah. will I reach 421? Yeah. Yes or no? And I had lots <laughs> of answers. Brilliant. None of them, right? Um, but lots of very interesting answers because we've been really focusing on like the procedure, getting them really solid, actually doing the maths. And we've done some reasoning, obviously, but just they're a little bit sketchy, but they really try so hard. Mm. And the answers, they were genuine, but they really made me laugh. And one child, again, we were talking about being quick in a test and how pace is quite important because if you get stuck on a question, you can't really waste all your time on it because you might have a question you can do later on, which means you won't get there in the end. So we train them to just think, okay, if you're not sure, just go into the next one, come back to it later. Yeah. Anyway, this child's answer uh, put a bit of fear into me that he'd been sat there for 10 minutes because he said, no, because because I counted from zero and I didn't get to 421. <laughs> oh no, it just wasted our time. I thought you were going to say, no, because the timetable doesn't go that high. <laughs> that's, that's like a yeah, classic that's one. I had, I had one that said yes. And their answer was simply yes, because, and in this, in these questions, you don't get a mark just for saying yes or no. They're really just testing yeah, your explanation, yeah, your yeah. reasoning. One of them said yes, because numbers go on forever. <laughs> they were really trying to catch you out there, weren't they? Thinking they'll, you'll believe that. You'll, you'll, have to, you'll take that one. <laughs> That's a good reason. Yeah, they do go on. And, and another one that really cracked me up, it was this specific question, basically, because it made me realise perhaps that's something we can work on in the future. Because one of the children said, and I've never, ever muttered these words in my life, but it was really cute because I can see where they've got it from. Uh, they went, uh, yep, 421 is because any number with a four in is in the four times table. <laughs> Just, they're trying. They know that you need those kind of answers. They're just, they're, the logic's not there behind them. Yeah, they might have got it from the five times table. No, it's five yeah. and zeros or, you know, a two times table Aww. has to be an even number. And I, I thought I was really actually, you know, I wasn't at all annoyed, obviously. And I just think that's a really good use of assessment, actually. Yeah. When, when you get the moments of, wait a minute, nearly everyone was kind of falling down on this question type. And that's where assessments can be so useful because sometimes it can feel like you're hitting your head against the wall. Like, why are we bothering with this assessment? I'd rather be teaching them. I'd rather be actually teaching these children these things, but they do have their uses and, you know, gap analysis and seeing where the children actually, yeah, of course. the questions where you think, oh, I kind of expected most of them to be getting that. Well, now I can do that in my starters and we can really focus on that. So, um, yeah, I've had assessment week. It's been enjoyable for me to see how the children are getting on. I'm not sure the three children, by the way, in my class who all had birthdays this week, who all spent it doing assessments, oh, uh, liked it that much. That's rubbish. That is, that sucks. <laughs> I um you just think about assessment just reminded me of just my a really quick story just my favorite little thing it was a spelling test it was years ago but it's just stuck in my head and the word was giraffe and and you'll know this story it's I know this the story. way it's spelt right because I showed it about five thousand times because it made me laugh so much the best spelling of giraffe ever and I want you listeners just to think what would be how could you spell giraffe in a funny way that still says giraffe and it's the most simplistic way four letters long okay <laughs> D 
R A F. Draft. It was the best spelling I've ever seen a word, and I just think that person should be right there in the dictionary. But yeah, <laughs> I think that's brilliant because they they're absolutely just using their sounds. So yeah, like, yeah. Draft. Draft. So okay, words draft. Let me say. Uh, Draft. <laughs> That's how we say it. Dr- we dr- say like that. Yeah, it's like not even the. I just love that they didn't get the gi because we don't really pronounce it, do we? Properly, but um, no, we don't, don't often say giraffe. Like we just get, say it yeah, really draft. quickly. It's not a really common one with spelling actually, and it's the ed ending because that ed ending quite often makes a t sound. Mm. So what we'll see a lot of in our writing is they'll say jumped, and you can tell the children have sat there and gone, okay, okay, how can I spell this word? Let me sound out jump. J r m. And they just put a T on the end. Yeah. And you have to look at it and go, well, you know, there's some logic there at least. You don't put a Y for no reason. And then as in, the, you know, in the English language, we thought, I know, let's make some of them actually have a T. And then you get words like burnt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know they have, there's, you know, there's more logic behind it. We can explain yeah. why there's burned and burnt. But for the kids, they're just like, what? Yeah. Some of them have T. I thought it was e, always ED. Oh, God. Absolutely cracks me up. Reminds me of that video we made, Hayden, of the O-U-G-H ending and <laughs> yeah. how many different ways there are of saying it. It's crazy. How on earth do people with a foreign language learn this English language? I do not get it. Is that is that uff, that sound? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sometimes. What do you mean? Well, there's through, actually. And there's, and there's do. There's yeah. oo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. just five. There's five or six, isn't there? Yeah, I think we've found six different sounds for the O-U-G-H spelling. One more thing that happened this week, which I knew you'd find quite funny. Uh, because of the visual comparisons here. Um, <laughs> but it had a kind of okay. a half observation. It wasn't a proper observation, but we had like a visitor come around our school. Head teacher took them around. She helps with our like school improvement plan and stuff. Came into my lesson for about 20 minutes, which was nice. But I was a bit, you know, you're always on edge, aren't you? When someone's just sat there like watching, <laughs> clearly judging you. Anyway, um, I'm thinking, right, let's, let's make this. Let's make this really good. The kids have come to the front. We were doing some whiteboard work on the, on the board. And one of the children um, just called me Voldemort. And you know when it's like oh, it's a little in, it's like a little in joke with me and the kids. Like we, we we'd been messing around the day before. I was calling her Hedwig, and she was calling me Voldemort because she I was tending to be offended. She was like, "You look like Voldemort because you're bald." And I was like, "Oi, <laughs> like, you know, oi, that's mean." And I started calling her Harry Potter names, and we were just having a joke. But you know, out of context, I was like, "Oh, I don't want the head teacher just to think that these kids are just rinsing me, <laughs> calling me Voldemort." Inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I was like, "Oh, it just made me feel so awkward." But I knew it'd make you laugh because of Voldemort. Ugh. That is hilarious. And that's, that's true though, because like you said, sometimes, you know, it, uh, that's happened to me before, right? Where I've told the children, for example, my first name, mm. because I, because I just don't care <laughs> because yeah, by the way, guys, I'm a human being with a name. I'm not just Mr. Price who lives in his cupboard when you go home, like <laughs> I don't just come out in the morning. I'm a human being. So I, I often tell them stuff about my personal life, like that's relevant or, you know, if they tell me something that happened at home, I'll say something I did the weekend. I went to see my parents and uh, they've got a dog and we, we went out for a walk, whatever. Mm. Um, and um, so I tell them my name. And then obviously you tell some children the name of their teacher, especially if the teacher before thought that was inappropriate for whatever reason or didn't choose, chose not to make that a thing. They're, they're really excited by it. And it's quite cute. Like you tell them your age, like huh, huh, you're 29. And I'm like, yeah, I know. If that's, if that's made you happy, then that's the easiest thing in the world. They <laughs> don't to believe engaged, me, isn't it? I'll tell them my age. I yeah, don't believe no, it. No one believes you. The parents don't believe you either, mate. Um, and, and then also, so I tell them my name was Dylan. And I remember very vividly in another school, there was this teacher who was a bit more old school, absolutely loved her. She was brilliant, but she was a bit more old school where that would be completely inappropriate for the children to ever know or, or call you by their name. Disrespectful. 
um, <laughs> just not right. Yeah. And I remember because I was having a chat with her and one of my children walked past and, and the child went, hey, Dylan, how you doing? Like that. <laughs> so I'm prepared to reply. I'm, I'm just going, oh, oh, careful what you like. I just laugh it off because of the context, right? There's yeah. context that I've told them it and I've made a joke and that's, that's fine to me. And uh, this teacher just lost it. She was like, how dare you disrespect your teacher? And I was like, well, stop, stop it. Because yeah. I'm there like, God, I'm the reason this child's getting told off now. Have I pushed the line by telling them my name? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. kind of, that is exactly what's happened there, isn't it? With your little joke and, and the head coming in. It's like, oh, this is fine. But wh- why now? Why have you done that right now? Can we just, and then you feel like, I shouldn't be hiding it anyway. It doesn't really matter. So it's all like context, right? Yeah, exactly that. And it's our decision, personal decision. I had chose to have that joke with that child. I chose to not get annoyed when they compared me to Voldemort because they were trying to be <laughs> funny. They weren't trying to insult me. They were trying to have a laugh. Yeah, it's all about the context. And um, linking onto that is funny enough, actually. It's, it's kind of linked, I suppose. Um, one of my children this week, um, I really got on with him. I really got on with him. And uh, my, ch- my children, uh, they were just, you know when they just get a bit too loud and they just carry on a little bit too much sometimes and you just have to remind them and you just have to bring them back down and just say very calmly and, you know, use that whole, guys, you know, you're letting me down a little bit because actually I don't mind if you're having a chat about this or that. If you're getting the work done in this context and you're talking about the work, but you're just going a little bit too far, guys. I think sometimes you're just chatting about something different, something else to do with the lesson. And it's yeah. not really the time for that. And you just try and level with them in that way. And it, oh, that works 95% of the time. Never have to raise your voice or actually get annoyed at them. They kind of do reason with that. And, and one of my boys came up to me and he said, Mr. Price. And I was like, yes, yes. Um, you know, you just said about, obviously, we weren't really our best behavior this afternoon. And I was like, yeah. Uh, well I was just thinking what I'm going to do because of that after school I'm going to go to the shop in the corner and I'm going to get you something (laughs) and I was like I said said, no not at all listen we all have these times sometimes and I just wanted to remind you what the expectations are that's fine just next time we're just going to try Mm. and focus on our work a bit more you know it's just a whole class thing you don't have to get me anything at all and he kind of put his finger out like this no 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 listen I'm the boss around here and I don't take no for an answer (laughs) oh no I love it when they repeat phrases yeah, they just hear that from somewhere. And I was like, okay, but listen to me. I don't want you to do anything for me like that. I just want next time as a class, we're going to really focus on our work. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. And anyway, so at the end of the day, he's walking off. And it, well, he's with me to start with, obviously waiting for parents to pick up. And he, he just looked at me and goes, yep. Yep, you know where I'm going. <laughs> I was just like, no, don't, don't do this, please. So awkward, and then he it? walked off. So he's trying to play it cool. Like, yeah, I'm the boss and stuff. It, uh, his parent arrived and he walked off and he was like, oh, there's mum. And I was like, oh yeah, cool, sure, off you go. And he walked off and he, he's dead sweet. He always waves at me as he goes as well. Really, really sweet boy. He just wants to be nice and waves. Bye, Mr. Price, bye. And he's walking off. He goes, bye, see you later, bye, love you. <laughs> and he just, yeah. he just paused and we looked at each other and, and he was just like he went red as a beetroot because he just used to say it to his mum and he was just like and I just pointed to her and I went oh like that. <laughs> you better go to that shop now <laughs> I won't tell your mates that actually has exactly. happened to me a couple of times and my favourite one it was like a double it was so funny there was this boy equal sort of thing I had a nice relationship with this kid right really really nice uh, and his whole family to be honest with you and he was in his six at the time, years ago now. And he was leaving the room. <laughs> he was the last one out of the room. So he's lucky no one else was around. They didn't laugh at him. And um, he and he called, first of all, he called me mum. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like, all his right. poor mum. Like, his right. poor mum. Yeah, thanks, mum. And then he did that thing in front where he just immediately, you, you like jolt because you're like, oh God, I've said the wrong thing. And that's terribly embarrassing. And he was embarrassed and then a bit flustered. And then as he was leaving the door, he kind of closed it. He went, all right, okay, love you. Ah, oh. and he got it again. <laughs> like he did, he'd call me mum and then said, love you. And he just, he just left in like red faced and just left and just pretty much In laugh. silence. He was done in. I was just like, I was giggling for ages. Just knowing that for him, that's like, he's going to think about that all day now. Like, I can't believe I called my male teacher mum. <laughs> oh, dear. Unbelievable. So before we move on, going back to assessment week, what I'm going to do, Hayden, because obviously we set up the Instagram this week, right? And it's actually been pretty awesome. We've got a whole bunch of followers. Uh, some of our friends, obviously, some people we know. Some of you guys, I don't actually know where you've come from. So hiya. Hi, if you're listening and we don't know who you are, thank you so much for paying attention and uh, following our Instagram. Because what I'm going to do, Hayden, I'm going to post a couple of uh, funny exam answers on our Instagram. So if you want to go and take a look and my absolute favorite one, it'll be the last one, obviously, because, you know, you need to play the Instagram algorithm, right? You need to get the swiping. (laughs) I've heard that's what you do. So the last picture I'll put on the roulette wheel uh, will be one from your girlfriend, Hayden, which is honest to God my one of my favorite ever do you, know, you see them online sometimes you're like oh god that's unbelievable that will never happen to me that's that's crazy and we see our own ones that are quite funny and maybe a bit silly the one that your girlfriend has i'm not going <laughs> to give any spoilers maybe hayden you can just say one word at the end which might give people a little bit of a hint uh, okay. it's my favorite answer ever go and see on our instagram teach sleep repeat podcast I want you to go on to that and, and take a look. Hey, then what's the, what's the one word hint? Oh, I don't know. I might give it way too much. I'm going to go for the, the less, okay. the less hinty one. Really. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say Pentagon. Okay. Brilliant. That's I was hoping you'd go for that one. Yeah, as soon yeah, as I said yeah. one word, I was like, Oh, don't give it away. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, it comes down to a misunderstanding, let's say of the word <laughs> Pentagon. It's really worth seeing. So guys, check us out. Uh, and Hayden, I think it's time for us to actually move on. This week, we wanted to take a look at something that really, really bugs us as teachers, and that is toxic SLT. And before we go into any detail, I really want to make it clear, both of us do, that the schools we currently work at absolutely do not think this about our current managers, our leaders, one bit. This is not at all what we're talking about. We're talking about where we hear in the community of teachers, horror stories of management, (laughs) just going AWOL, going absolutely off the rails and just bringing in rules, bringing in expectations, which are just completely unreasonable and makes you think, what on earth are you thinking? Where do you get off? But there was one thing that came up this week, Hayden, uh, that really riled me up and it kind of links to completely incompetent, useless leaders. Um, and that is something from the release of Matt Hancock's WhatsApp messages. Have you seen anything about uh, Okay. This? Yeah. I saw you put this on our Instagram, uh, but I, I was meant to ask you, I've genuinely have no, it's clearly it's trending. I don't know what it is though. So if you could fill me in, that'd be great. Okay. That's good because I can tell you what happened and then maybe we can have a discussion from there, but your, uh, your original thoughts. So essentially Matt Hancock, uh, you know, the guy who went on the celebrity, you know, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other guy who was uh, the health secretary during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that guy, fumbling buffoon, basically, yeah, yeah, who made yeah, rules yeah, and then yeah, and they didn't yeah. follow them himself. Yeah, that that, that guy, guy. Yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 top, top guy, guy, top guy, top guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but he was a bit, he was a bit nice on I'm a Soler, but yeah. uh, I think it's quite nice. Oh, we should forgive him. He should right, let's have a look at what happened. Oh, he said sorry once and pretended to cry on telly. Uh. <laughs> um, so basically, Matt Hancock very recently tried to kind of steal a jump because at the minute there's a big COVID inquiry going on. I don't know how long it's going to take. It's dragging 
their feet. Obviously, there's going to be loads of things that happened during the COVID pandemic that were wrong, incorrect. They made bad decisions. But there is a genuine, I think, understanding, even from me, the most vehemently against the Conservative Party, that... I do understand that it was happening in real time. We've not had anything like this before. They had to make quick decisions. And actually, I kind of, I, I, there are certain things that they did, which I think, well, you know, they tried to act quickly and, and maybe it was the wrong thing to do. Mm. Even down to some of the contracts that they ordered. Uh, they ordered loads and loads of something. Uh, maybe it didn't come through. Um, there was some th- talk about it being giving loads of money to their friends and stuff. But I do think sometimes they were just trying to secure huge amounts of PPE, PPE as soon as possible. And it kind of just went wrong. And, and other times they were just trying to secure huge amounts of money for their friends. So it's like 50-50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. This is the problem. And this is the, I guess it's the point I'm making is that yes, there were that, but we, how on earth can you look past the other things which were just outright outrageous I can't think of a different word to say absolutely idiotic absolutely idiotic decisions and and the thing that's really interesting is what's happened is Matt Hancock like I was saying he released a book recently The Covid Diaries really soon realistically if you think about it after Mm. what happened very raw lots of families died uh, and had people who died in there due to Covid and due to direct decisions that the government made, let's be mm. realistic. And there's this, he tried to steal a march, basically. He tried to release his own story uh, before the inquiry came out, before anyone could say anything. Obviously to try and frame it to make him look better, right? Of course he's going to do He's not yeah. going to frame it in a way where he's like, I was a yeah. bubbling <laughs> buffoon who got everything wrong. Um, <laughs> of but what he did was he hired, um, he worked with a, a reporter, a journalist called Isabel Oakshot, I believe her name is. And she is one of those GB News types, talk TV, very much anti-lockdown, but quite a prominent figure on the right of politics in England and uh, for all intents and purposes, knows how to put an article together, let's say, knows how to put a good piece of writing together that's engaging, gets clicks and things like that. He worked with her on this book. She was basically his ghostwriter because obviously he's not an author. He's not a very good self-secretary, never mind an author as well. And she had signed a non-disclosure agreement uh, to not to release any of these WhatsApp messages because he decided to give them to her as if to say, look, here's everything that happened. Here wow. are all my WhatsApp messages. What I think it was, let me get this right. It's over a hundred thousand messages and there's over 2 million words, right? That he literally handed over to her as if to say, look, this is everything that happened. Let's write a diary about what, what went on. And essentially it turns out that the whole of government uh, during this time went onto WhatsApp. I think WhatsApp's this place where actually we were having things decided about our freedoms yeah, and our yeah. liberties and, and our and our rules and our children and our schools <laughs> just via WhatsApp. In you know, as if I send memes on WhatsApp. How on earth is political yeah. stuff going on in WhatsApp? And essentially what's happened is she released them to uh, the Telegraph. So she ignored the NDA and her point is, well it's for the public good. This is wow. a woman who was anti lockdown, right? Completely anti lockdown, who the health secretary who imposed lockdowns ch- chose to help write his book defending him and now he's shocked that she's turned around and released these messages and it's just filled and the telegraph have said look there's about 50 stories in here and they've started to release them like one by one obviously it's a great scoop for them but the the big thing bringing this back down 360 hayden the reason it's relevant to us is at the time obviously the education secretary was gavin williamson 
Uh, Gavin Williamson, by the way, the guy who recently got sacked from his role for being a bully. Uh, the guy who got passed from pillar to post and has a government job somehow, uh, d- despite being continuously incompetent. Uh, oh yeah, that know, guy. The guy who, com- <laughs> oh yeah, you know, the guy who uh, completely messed up the algorithms for predicted <laughs> grades and messed up all of the A-levels. Like, oh, Do you, you like that him? Guy? Oh yeah, 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 I really, yeah, I like him. I like him. Yeah, my favorite part, so. my favorite part about him and this whole mess was when they sent us back to school in January, 2021 for one day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Boris Johnson went on telly at the weekend and said, schools are perfectly placed uh, safe places I can't even say my words I'm so angry schools are perfectly safe places for children to be there's no reason to fret and we went back for one day and then he said they're closed for six weeks because <laughs> yeah. uh, they can be vectors of the oh. oh yeah so Gavin Williams that guy yeah uh, that guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah him Really, really sound geezer. Him and Hancock obviously having a back to back and forth because Hancock's the health secretary, Williamson's the education secretary. And essentially in the in these leaked messages, they, they're just rinsing teachers. They're rinsing the NEU. And Williamson's point was, um, Matt Hancock said, great cracking uh, cracking news conference today to Williamson who announced this new thing. Uh, the, the Those teaching unions really are, and then use the five letter word beginning with A to describe the teaching unions to which um, Gavin Williamson replied going, yeah, they are, they really, really, really just don't like work. Basically oh. just, just com- completely going in on the fact that yeah, the classic stereotype of, yeah, teachers just hate work. The guy who's in charge of them, by the way, the education secretary uh, imagine in private messages. being that, just having an opinion that, that that's that wrong. So rooted out of reality. Like, do you know any teachers? Does he, does he, has he ever seen a teacher or what, you know, what their workload, what they do, like we talked about last time. It's just absurd to me to think that any teacher could not want to do work. Oh, I hate that. Absolutely. And and the point the point is that during this time, by the way, he was he was penning open letters to teachers. The sacrifices you've made are unbelievable. You've worked so hard. He had this really annoying voice as well. And I know that's not relevant, but it really annoyed me because I heard him <laughs> speak. And he had this really he worked so hard. It was very nasally. And I just couldn't even listen to him here. And now you know. We knew at the time he was lying through his teeth because he didn't fake, care. Absolutely fake. And then the other thing that they spoke about was Hancock. They were having a discussion basically about um, uh, Williamson wanted schools to be able to be provided with PPE, basically. Like Williamson said, look, we need we need to find a way for schools to be able to get PPE through the central system, yeah. through like through government giving PPE. Not because he cared, by the way, not because he thought let's protect them on the front line whilst everything else is, is closed. Because, and I quote, he said, yeah, it's a last last resort really because they'll just use it as an excuse not to teach. They'll, they'll use it as an excuse not to learn if they can't get their hands wow. on PPE. That's that's mad. And did we get PPE? No. No. <laughs> so Hancock's Hancock's point was, oh, we're trying to get away from centralised. Why can't schools get their own? You know, in the budget, that's huge. Why can't schools just get their own yeah. from their own budget? And Williamson was saying, look, you know, he didn't come in like, teachers, I'm representing them. They're doing, you know, we need to protect them. No, no, no. It was, oh, you know, they're going to want to close otherwise, aren't they? To which Matt Hancock replied with laughing emojis and an arrow uh, hitting a bullseye. As if to say, yeah, you've hit yeah, the spot there. You've got that so totally right. We all agree with this. <laughs> and do you know what's you know what's really funny? Oh, yeah, go on. What's really, really, really funny? Yeah, it's really funny. All this. this I'm really uh, laughing. Really funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Can you tell my voice how funny this is? Uh, what's What's really funny? What's really funny about it? I'm going to say it again. Yeah. Uh, is that um, during this whole time, by the way, in other messages that were leaked, because obviously this is Matt Hancock's phone. Uh, Matt Hancock was going in on Gavin Williamson, saying that he is in, on another planet, thinking schools should stay open and that schools should actually close. So he's just pandering. Yeah. This is this is the government, by the way. This these are the people who are supposed to come into power with ideology, right? Yeah. And you know. 
what is really evidence from these WhatsApp messages is how they were just making decisions on the fly. And what really, really gets to me is I think in a pandemic, you cannot blame the government for certain decisions that they have to make quickly. But what is really, really evident in these messages is that the government were completely ignoring scientific advice. Mm. The government were playing politics throughout. It was true in the care homes. The government were advised that, and they said at the time, asymptomatic transmission is a thing and we need to test before we get these people into care homes. Care homes were decimated because they didn't bother. And they say it's because... A, they didn't know about asymptomatic uh, transmission, which is a lie. There's mess- there's, there is literally recordings of Parliament from March 2020 of them talking about asymptomatic transmission. And the second one is because they say there wasn't enough testing capability. At the time, there was much less testing. But are we, if we're talking about priority testing, right, do you think maybe the care homes, uh, from hospitals to care homes, the most vulnerable people in the whole country, probably should have been the number one priority? And the cherry on the cake, Hayden, we didn't have enough tests for people going into care homes to protect our most vulnerable. But at this point, uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg had a test specially couriered in for his daughter who had COVID at the time. Classic. That just shows the classes in there, doesn't it? I wonder how much money they made as well out of these contracts. Because I always just think, kind of like, you know, the whole Roald Dahl thing we talked about last time. Um, and how, how oh, big, huge, powerful um, organizations, groups of people can uh, well pretend to have some sort of moral uh, high ground when actually it's just all about money the whole time. I just, yeah, I just wonder how much of it, like, like you just, you've exposed it there with those messages. They don't care. They didn't care. There was no morality there at all. It was just how much money can we squeeze out of schools? How much money can we not give them for these things? But, but on the surface, we'll be like, oh yeah, the sacrifices, we're going to get PPE to schools and we're going to close it because we realize it's actually unsafe after, even though we've been staying it for weeks and weeks. Like, ugh, I hate it. Yeah, because I, I actually think, I think what happened was uh, Boris went on television on the Saturday and said schools are a safe place to be. Yeah. And actually, funnily enough, Hayden, every single, every single piece of scientific advice actually changed on the Sunday. And that's why they had to close the schools. Because, yeah. you know, obviously the science only realized in that 48 hour period that it wasn't that they were ignoring it up until then. You know, uh, <laughs> it was, it was definitely, it was definitely them listening to the science. Oh, they listened okay. to the science all the way through, apart from when they didn't. And it's been horribly exposed. And I think... And I'm kind of rubbing my hands together here that over the next few weeks, I think there'll be more and more. I will say this though. I I think some people might say, oh, he's had his he's had his WhatsApps leaked. And I it doesn't wash with me. Because if it was personal, if it was just, you know, chats with family, if it was just mm. his own personal life, I would mm. then feel sorry for him. I'd be like, oh, look, you know, we all have our personal life, we all have our things going on. That's that is like a different line. If you're conducting government work on your WhatsApp, this this and and this is open to freedom of information because of that. Yep. This is absolutely fine. He, do you know what he said to defend himself? By the way, Matt Hancock. Well, Hancock. Go on. Yeah, have a guess. Have a guess. What do you think he might have said when his literal WhatsApps from his ghostwriter, who clearly has them, has just released them? What do you think he oh. said in response? Probably just that um, they were pers- they were private conversations and they shouldn't have been leaked or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that, that might have been like a sensible thing to do, right? He yeah. has tried to say that they've been doctored and don't show the true, uh, they're not true, like, oh, truly what okay. went on. Like, out of context, they've been pulled there's out. There's no context. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it's a politician's best friend says so there's no context when actually there's just like an irrefutable statement that's been said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, is there, would there be any context yeah. that would make it sound good? Okay, I'm not- <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've given the context now that you hate teachers. No problem, Education Secretary. Crack on, mate. No problem. <laughs> well, I think we should use this kind of idea of exposing toxicity and move on to our next section of this podcast, which is kind of all, like you've already described, but very quick summary is all about just exposing some of those 
really toxic teams out there in, in the country, in the world, who make their staff lives hell because actually they don't do a very good job. They are quite incompetent. Majority of schools, fantastic. There are SLT out there that are just doing an amazing job. Majority of people are doing that and we think you're great. But there are some members of SLT out there, including head teachers, who do just not deserve to be in that role because they are not making lives any easier of their staff or potentially even their pupils. Yeah, absolutely. And what's really interesting to me, um, now that we've got a really good idea of what an incompetent leader looks like, um, Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock, I think we can go into this now with um, an idea of, actually, it's not just schools. If you, I know, I know lots of people listen to this podcast who don't even work in a school, which I find crazy, by the way. But thank you so much for saying that long. As Hayden always says, "Why are you here?" But yeah. please stay. Not sure what you're doing. Yeah, carry on. Crack on. Give us the um, views. I think we we can all kind of resonate with that really annoying boss who just is so out of touch. And the the first thing I wanted to say is what really grinds my gears about these people is when they use their position of power to literally become a bully. Because that is the definition of bullying. It's an imbalance of power and putting your position uh, in that in that kind of role as above someone to just intimidate them and make them think that things are wrong and gaslight them. One, one of the biggest things that I've noticed in schools is when SLT or, or people in charge just lie. They just lie to get something <laughs> yeah. through and hope no one will say anything. You know, um, I, there's one example, one story, because obviously we've asked people for different stories. We've had loads in. Um, so we're going to kind of just draw on all of them rather than have just a feature and we'll, yep, talk, yep. we'll discuss them. Um, just just one, one of them was simply telling a part-time member of staff uh, who works Monday to Wednesday, Ofsted came in, it was Thursday. Uh, you'd think that the reaction might be, oh, Ofsted are coming in. Would you mind coming in for some overtime? We'll give you a day in lieu. Uh, we'll pay you, uh, you know, can you asking them? No, no. They said, you must come in. It's the rule. You have to be in, uh, offset here. See you tomorrow. Can you imagine doing that? Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine people doing it, but it's just completely wrong. Like you said, and people will, there'll be, you know, if that head is quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just overbearing perhaps with the way they, the way they talk, you might be intimidated, and be like, oh, okay, and just not question it because it's not worth it. They'll make your life hell if you question it and you'll just do it. It's just not right, is it? It's just toxic. It's an absolute toxic environment where people can say that kind of thing and they don't even feel like they can be questioned. My question is to these people, who holds them accountable? You know, those schools where they make staff's life a misery. If, if something's not quite what they think it should be, they'll observe them every two weeks. They're in the classroom, mm. walking around, telling you, you should have done this, you should have done that, undermining the people who actually are with the children every single day, actually delivering the lessons. Who holds them accountable for giving the feedback? What I, I've had feedback before, maybe you've had the same, Hayden, mm-hmm. where I fundamentally disagree with them or they've been wrong. I've been told before how to use a certain grammatical clause and the way I taught it was wrong when it was actually correct. These <laughs> yeah, people, in, what do wrong. you say to that? They've got oh. it wrong. Well, I've, I've, I mean, talking about toxic management, you just, I'm, I'm off on one now in my head here, thinking of memories and how I've worked in a, I've worked at a few schools and I've worked in a school before where I did think the management got really toxic and I left. That's why I left. I didn't like working there anymore. And uh, one of the things they did, which is the main reason I left, was that it just they, they mistreated staff uh, once they wanted to get rid of them. Once you didn't fit anymore, you know, and it was often, it was, you know, it was often older staff that had been there for a long time. Once you didn't fit Expensive anymore. Expensive staff. 
Expensive staff. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, yeah, they just their, their way of getting rid of them was just, uh, let's just bully them. Let's just reduce them to tears on a regular basis. What we'll do is we'll go in, we'll watch their lessons disproportionately so that they feel like, oh, why am I being watched all the time? And every single lesson they do, we'll tell them it was absolutely terrible and they have to be reobserved. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Doesn't matter that you've been teaching 25 years. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, make them cry and then just do it. Rinse and repeat week after week after week and then they quit. And it worked. But and if they don't toxic. quit... What they did was, because I also worked in this school, they would move the teacher every single year. So if they managed to get through a year and they thought, okay, you know, got three or four years until retirement, let's just get through this. They'll move them the next year to a different year group. And then if they got through that year, they'll move them again. They will just do every single trick in the book to not give the people the respect they deserve. These, These women who have put their lives into the education system, who grown adults would walk past them in the street, stop and be thankful for what they've given them in the classroom. No, 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 no. It's okay because the CEO is in. When did when did schools get CEOs? By the way, sorry, are we in London? Are we in are we in the city doing a financial trade? What what's the CEO doing walking in telling me how to teach? How many times has the CEO taught? Are they in the mm. classroom at all? And they're coming. Oh, actually, no, because what we said was actually the first five minutes we should be doing quiet, independent reading, and for the next three minutes the children should be doing their books. You actually were doing it for four minutes, so I'm going to come and reinsert <laughs> you next week. And I've noticed in your book there was only seven peer assessments when there should have been five self assessments and three peer assessments. So actually, that's not good. Enough. I hate all that stuff. I absolutely hate. I'm just saying. Right, I'm going to go rant. Uh, uh, tick box, tick box exercises where you get this idea from Ofsted of what they want to see, and you just. Put put it into a checklist and you're like, okay, everyone's books need to have these things in them. Every lesson has to have these things in them. But what if my kids don't? No, it doesn't matter. The pedagogy doesn't matter. It's not about the kids. It is about ticking these boxes. That is more important than actually, you know, bespoke situations where you might go off on a tangent and teach these children a different way because you recognize that that's what they need. They don't need that self-assessment sticker right now. I remember this one example. It's exactly this. And it really makes you laugh. We worked in this school together and we had to use stickers for for marking, for for everything. Had stickers, success criteria. And it seemed like every term there was a new staff meeting, which ended up at the end being, okay, so we're going to have stickers for this in every lesson. So it would start off with learning objective would have its own sticker. Success criteria (laughs) would have its own sticker. So we had one and two, so that's two. Then we had to have a sticker of orange and green, depending on how the children got on. So we'd mark the work and then stick in orange if it wasn't, wasn't, uh, you know, they didn't get the objective. Green if we felt like they were secure. So that's two. Then the next lesson had to start with the green pen question, which was on another sticker. So that's four stickers for one lesson right now. Then... Three times, uh, was it three times a week we had to do a peer assessment, which was another sticker. So in one lesson so far, by the way, there's twice as many stickers as there is work in the book. But it's okay because it's what we have to do because that's what we do, isn't it? We have to have stickers in the book. So that's five stickers. And I'll always remember it got to the point where we then had a staff meeting and it was on involvement. And the idea of involvement, (laughs) (laughs) you're laughing already. The idea of of involvement was basically how involved are the children in the lesson? Uh, Is your pitch correct? So that it's not too easy that they're bored, but it's not too difficult that they can't be engaged. So it was about, it was basically a, a very posh way of saying, pitch (laughs) it was like a really long way of telling experienced staff members your children should be engaged in the lesson it's like thank you thanks for that so what came out of that was to show that we're worried about involvement you know in case the big o came in uh because that's the most important thing obviously in every single lesson we had to put another sticker in and the children at the end would have to circle zero to five for how involved they thought (laughs) they were so, so rubbish wasn't it 
Oh, not even man. how involved I thought they were who was observing them. At the end, they had to go, oh, what's that? Five. Five. <laughs> the, you, I um, had either fives or zeros. That was it. No one was ever four. Yeah, no one was ever they a two. Because they'd be pulled up about it. Do you remember, do you remember when we made that sheet? <laughs> we made <laughs> We made it. We were so just sick of all this we, rubbish. We were honestly. fed up. We were trying to make a point, weren't we? we were yeah, we were trying to have a laugh. And it, it, ironically, it got lost because it did all the right things. But we made this because, shit. Because they liked it. They liked it. I remember. <laughs> they they the saw sheet. it and they're like, wow, that's good. And we were like, this oh, is meant man. to be a joke. So like sometimes it was, it was one of those lessons where you take pictures and stuff. So we kind of made this nice, like we used to just make these nice little sheets where you put like a compilation of pictures on there and stick it in their book. It was nice for them. You know, we all do some Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't have done any work in their book, right? So the idea was that it yeah. was just evidencing that, that was, we did yeah, work. Exactly that. That was their lesson, you know. And uh, so on the sheet, we put we we snipped in all the stickers. So it was all in one, and it had the learning objective, the success criteria. It had the, the green pen question. It had the marking <laughs> feedback at the bottom, and then it had the involvement sticker. And I'm sure there was something else as well. That was there was a box. There was a box for self assessment. We put a oh, self assessment sticker, and then, and then a this, box. Oh man! And it just and, there, and then there was like one picture because yeah. all of this junk just took up the whole sheet, and it was just to make a point of why are we doing all this rubbish? Like it just takes so much time. And it's unnecessary and it doesn't improve learning. And, you know, surprise, surprise, I'm sure it's all been scrapped by now because none of it was remotely rooted in this is actually good for the children. It was just, what do offset want at the moment? Let's tick that box. Ugh. And, and and not untick another box, which we've been doing for ages. Like it's that classic thing of another thing, another thing, another thing, another thing. I'll always remember because the, the feedback stickers, the orange and green feedback stickers, again, Hayden and I, we just got to, we were just, we, we knew we were leaving. We knew we were going. We didn't want to be in this school anymore. And um, all the feedback stickers would be half like a, a generic statement. Well done. You have managed to divide uh, using short division or whatever it is. Yeah. And there was always a picture at the top and it was usually just like a smiley face or, you know, like a, yeah. a, or something related a, a, a to nice picture so yeah like like an addition symbol we're doing addition or something that we'd find yeah. and waste our time doing in, uh, when we plan um so Hayden and I were like cool well if we've got to do this we're just going to absolutely take the mick and we ended up just <laughs> picking random pictures we'd have like ca- cartoon characters and the yeah. absolute peak one and I hope one day there are some children I taught a few years ago and it was, it was like, they'll be in secondary school now maybe even leaving um who look back at their old maths books, open up one day and they'll see a green <laughs> sticker saying, well done with David Brent giving a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, but it's so funny. Oh man. They don't David know. It's just, t- to them, it's just a guy in a suit <laughs> going, thumbs up. Just Ricky face like, <laughs> well done. Doing this You've week. managed to go through negative numbers. <laughs> oh man. It was just a joke, wasn't it? I, I enjoyed them. Um, I went through the whole, the whole cast of Winnie the Pooh over a couple of weeks. Uh, they, they, the whole cast made it on their little pictures of Winnie the Pooh, just completely irrelevant because the whole thing was relevant. None of the children even looked at it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> that was the interested. point. That was the point. I could have put a picture of you on there. They would have just, they, oh, they yeah. wouldn't even looked at it. Of course they don't. Oh, so I've just thought, on. sorry, speaking of pictures of you, this is really funny because it happened yesterday and I totally forgot to tell you. So, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> hang on. Right. There Wait, is, is it, is this for now or should we save it for our stories later? Oh, go on, save it for the story. Save it for the story. Okay, okay. Save it for the story. Yeah, so yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, this yeah. means... And Hayden, I've been learning about engagement and retention, okay? This is how we do it, apparently. So yeah, don't tell right. the guys listening, obviously. This is how okay. we do it. We say we're going to do something at the end, then they carry on listening. So we're going to do it at the end, okay? <laughs> All uh, right. So, uh, so I'm going to give you some quick fire now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some stories that I got from some people about toxic management, okay? okay? So let's just see if you've experienced this or what your initial thoughts are. You've not seen these, okay? Number right, one. All right, all right. Being expected to cover wet lunch and break time if it's raining and just not getting a break. Just that's the rule. I have experienced it and I and um not not in a long time to be fair, but I I do know of, of some friends 
who work at a school where they have to go on break duty every day. I'm not even joking. Every day and they don't get a break. And that's just expected. And I'm like, okay, that's no. wrong. You can't do that. And they're like, no, they found a clause. They found a way around it. Like the amount of hours before lunch is like just the exact amount. And they can just not give us a break. So we're on break duty every single day. That's crazy. And then sometimes I've heard stories of people on lunch duty. It's like lunch is not directed time. Let's not yeah. get into directed time. I think we can get, I think we should do a whole podcast, by the way, on directed time. I reckon yeah, we could yeah, fill yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the next one. This one is just unbelievable. Being called at 12 o'clock roughly on a sick day so that they could check up and see if you can still come in. What? What, being called for the next day? Coming in the next no, day? No, no, no. That day to say, hey, yeah, how are you feeling? Do you reckon you come in for the afternoon? No. Can you believe that? That's ludicrous. Like, And I just know that that SLT member w- just wouldn't have thought that through. They wouldn't have thought no. that through. That that's, that's actually objectively terrible. And just It's blinkers. They're sick. They've got a problem. They've got blinkers on. They're like, okay, this is the way I can solve it. Can you come in? It's like, you've yeah. called on a sick... Leave them alone. Do not call them. Okay, another one. Uh, directed time so this is this is linked to directed time we will do a whole one three Mm. meetings a week after school which they have to go to it's not a choice three meetings a week after school for an hour plus very often meetings scheduled in PPA where uh, maths leads English leads will come along and and look at their planning and tell them what to do which takes up the whole PPA Uh, I just yeah I just know, I know that they'll have some comment ready do you know what I mean if you talk to the SLT like you call them out and they'll be like no no actually the hours add up and, and they'll, they'll just find some spiel to add up to you. But I'm like, just think for a second, though, about your actual teachers as human beings. Like, do you think that you should ignore the fact that they have to do hours of marking every day for free, by the way, because it's never in directed time? Like, it's not acceptable. Just have a bit of empathy, compassion for these people. But like, oh, actually, maybe we shouldn't do free meetings this week because they have got marking every single day and they've got to plan their lessons at the weekend. Like, oh, I just hate it. I hate it when they're, they're by the book one way teams they do this SLT yeah. do this they're, yeah well we're totally by the book this way but there's no leeway the other way though do you know what I mean there's like oh yeah it's fine this way yeah give us some extra time here and where. but oh yeah, yeah. But you've got to work the exact hours we, we well, can by the tell book, you what to do because of because of the, our policies and things we're really by the book when it comes to you doing it for us mm. but if we ever want to give you anything about that stretch it let's not talk about statutory shall we let's, uh, <laughs> let's have a think about that <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah. the big thing for me is PPA I, I detest anyone ever trying to direct my PPA. That is my time that I'm entitled to, to get my stuff ready, to get ahead. It doesn't scratch the surface of the jobs I've got to do. If anyone ever tried to put a meeting in my PPA, I would absolutely give them a piece of my mind, Hayden. Or using sh- PPA as an ex- as a, as an excuse. If you're like, say, if imagine you're saying you're struggling, right? You'd be like, oh, look, I'm just not getting all this stuff done. They say, oh, you're doing your PPA. You've got your PPA. I've not, I've not been able to plan my lessons. Oh, don't do it the weekend. Do it in your PPA. As if it's like this token small amount of time is enough time to get yeah. literally anything done. I don't know any teacher that actually, I mean, I'm sure they do, but most teachers I find just use PPA to get marking done a bit earlier for one day a week, maybe not go home at 5.30, 6 p.m. and potentially plan like one or two lessons. You're not getting a whole week of lessons planned every PPA, getting your marking done. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It doesn't happen. Here's a good one because this isn't actually, this doesn't actually present as toxic at all. And I wouldn't say anyone who does this is necessarily being um, horrible, but it it does lead into the culture. Uh, SLT walking around after school saying, just go home. <laughs> Such a classic thing. I know what you mean because I have experienced it from so many people who, I, who, are, who are lovely, who I like, I respect and I don't have a bad word to say about them. But they would, they would say that sort of thing. And I've probably done it as well. I'm sure I've done it to people like staff members. Like, just go home. Come on, you're knackered. Go home. Oh, stupid. Because like, yeah, okay, I'll just go home and do this work when? 
Is it expected? Do I have to get this marked? Yes. Okay. Can I not mark it? No. <laughs> okay. So I can't go home then, can I? What, what are you talking about? Just go home. Yeah. Oh, I'll do, it, I'll do it in the morning. It's kind of the same logic as the whole uh, PPA thing because quite often people will get meetings scheduled in their PPA, right? Maybe they're meeting with parents for some reason or there's an EHCP to go through or there's just, yeah, you have to have meetings in school. That has to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, if they get scheduled in your PPA, that's really annoying. And, and I would absolutely be like, no, I'm not doing it on my PPA. It's like, cool, well, that has to happen though. That meeting has to happen. So that hour of my time is being taken up. So actually yeah. sometimes people might prefer it in their PPA, but the point is I've still lost an hour. It's still mm. got to go somewhere. Like there's, there's no like, oh, oh, I've got, I've got this, um, I've got people progress this week. Um, you know, in our school, we get time booked out from, from this, the timetable to go and do them as it should be. Yeah. Some schools don't, they do it at lunchtime. They do it at PPA. It's like, cool. Oh, well, I, I know that's tech, that's technically free time. Sure. Um, but it's got to happen at some point and actually it doesn't really matter if it's PPA or not because it's still an hour less to go and do your job which you've yeah. got loads to do outside of it anyway indirected direct time is, is the, is the <laughs> phrase I'm going to start coining now and use that because it is isn't it like what you said if, if you're absolutely right if you've got to do an, if that meeting takes an hour right it doesn't matter when you put where you put it it's still an hour extra than, than what you're going to do and if you're being told you have to do it that you're being directed to do it. And if it's not been put in your directed time, it's going somewhere that else, like in your PPA or, in, or after school or something, it's, they're directing you to do it. Simple as that. There you go. They've breached your contract. You've, you've done more hours than you paid for another hour of free work. And it does grind your gears. But we'll do a whole episode, like you said, about directed time because that's a, that's a big topic. Okay, last one, which I find really interesting. Having worked in a school that does, does this and mm-hmm. I didn't like it and I now work in a school that doesn't and I think it's much better overall. Um, it's a very simple one. Parents having direct access to emails and having to reply to them within 24 hours. Oh yeah. Uh, It's weird because, um, yeah, I've been at schools where that is a thing and schools where that's not a thing. Sometimes it goes for the office. Sometimes it goes direct to you. Sometimes it doesn't go to you at all. So it's really different. Uh, my, my gut feeling is when I was, when I was in the position where I was directly emailing parents, I didn't mind, but in retrospect, I just, I look at that and I think that I can't believe I did that because it's, it, it took up so much time. And when I found that when they have direct access to you, they ask a lot more stuff and take up a lot more time with really genuinely unnecessary questions. Like, oh, why, is, why, why, are, we, why are they learning um, about this shape in maths today? So oh, do, I, do I really, as a professional, do I really have to now spend some time like typing yeah. to you the, the years of experience I have about how, how the curriculum works? Like, is that is that appropriate? So I much prefer now yeah. um, having a system where parents have requests it's absolutely fine i'm happy to talk to a parent always they can talk to my job right yeah of course it is they can talk to the end of the day they can ring through the office if it's urgent and i will pick up the phone and i'll talk to them or they can email the office and it will get to me do you know what i mean there's 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 systems there that i think should be in place for every school now i think hayden what you're falling into the trap of here is exactly what gavin williamson said you're just trying to avoid work you just really Mm. really really don't like work and sorry just as uh, matt hancock pulls back the bow and arrow to hit the bullseye saying he agrees with him oh gotta put the bow down i'm off to i'm a celeb for six weeks yeah yeah but he is working hard i'm a celeb representing the government okay he's trying to show them in better light oh yeah sorry he did it to uh, raise awareness for dyslexia that was it and he was going to get the money from he's going to get the money from his fee to the dyslexia charities of which he actually ended up giving 10 percent Oh yeah, right. that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's best friends of Marcus Rashford now, I think. Um, you mm. know, they're working together on all these like really ultra. Do you projects. remember that time where <laughs> the government couldn't feed our kids and then a footballer did it instead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. 
Yeah, that was interesting. And, and they it? still that's... tried to take the moral high ground eventually of coming around to his side, like it was their decision. Yeah, actually, it is. You know, morally, we should do this thing. Don't you? You're only doing it because you got called out by someone with more followers than you have as a government. Okay. <laughs> okay. <sighs> you know, so we we had we had th- th- those are kind of small fry. They're little niggles that we don't like. Uh, but I, I wanted to go into some horror stories that we've heard now Ooh. from SLT. Um, I've got this story. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, this story that is genuinely real. And I think it's the worst one that I've seen in a long time. Mm, and then I know I asked, you came up with rather uh, this game, this game for us to play. You've yeah. got, uh, and you can explain it after. So I'm going to do this one last one. Then we're going to play our game real right, or no real. Right, go on, okay. Go on. So excuse me, this one, this is real. I, I want to say it one more time, guys. Are you listening at home? This is a thing that a CEO, when we've had that word before, that's right. Schools have CEOs now. CEO and a head sent an email to everyone and said this. You ready? Go on. If you are caught using your chair during teaching time, it will be taken off you. (laughs) That's not real. That is 100% Worded worded like that. If you are caught, 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 not seen, caught. You know, like stealing. It's just as bad yeah. as that, apparently. Mm. If you are caught using your chair during teaching time, whatever that is, I don't know. Isn't that just all day? What are you talking about? Yeah, if you're yeah. caught using your chair on, teacher, um, on, on teaching time, it will be taken off you. Who do they think they are talking to? I personally love it when adults talk to other members of staff like they're four years old and treat them like children. I, I love that. It makes it makes them feel really good and it improves their well-being. I can't Absolutely. believe that. Like, I, I understand. It's so annoying because it's like, it just goes from zero to 100 real quick. I know there is a scale here of if there was a teacher sat on their chair, sat at their desk, not looking at the children who are all just doing a task out of a book. Of course, that's terrible. That's not good teaching. That's bad pedagogy, right? But that is not the same as you spend 40 seconds sat on a chair because you're playing a video whilst the children <laughs> are watching it or you sat down for a second because you wanted to do a bit of independent writing and you've realised yes. that when you're walking around, they just constantly, if you're behind them, that's it, bang, they want your help. And you just take that step back for a second. You sit there, you observe and I'm watching. I'm thinking, right, that table's working well. They're getting on and they're not asking as many questions now because it needs to be independent, this writing. There are reasons that you use your chair as a tool. It's not always... I'm a lazy teacher and my name's Gavin Williamson and I don't want to do any work, <laughs> you know. It's not, do you know what I mean? It's, oh, I hate it. And it's just so belittling and degrading. I'm actually really impressed with how you've responded to that with some actual reasons, because you're right, it is about pedagogy. You can bring yourself to the children's level sometimes. You might be working with a group quietly. You might just want to sit down, Hayden. You might just fancy <laughs> sitting down. Oh, because my, my first up. thought, yeah, my first thought was not, Oh, I wonder what the pedagogy is between... My first thought was, don't you dare talk to me like that. And now, out of spite, I'm going to teach the whole lesson, sat down, and <laughs> we'll see wheel how around. much they still learn. I'm wheel around on my chair, and like, I'm going to go yeah. to the board, I'm going to awkwardly just wheel between... Make all the kids move their tables. <laughs> I'm going to wheel to the back to talk to that kid. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do agree with that, by the way, as well. I was trying to think of a like a like the the, the argument for. I don't want everyone to think that. Yeah, we all just sit on our chairs and teach and and don't really like, interact with the kids at all. Because I get that argument. But you're right. Also, I've been standing up for three hours. I've been on break duty. I taught maths this morning. I taught English. I, I've been standing up for three hours. I just want to sit down for twenty seconds so my feet stop hurting, and then I'll carry on. You know, it's not a problem. And if the, and if the imagine the SLT walking in then and being like, oh, stand up, whole class stopping like this. <gasps> Looking at you, thinking you're in trouble now with the head teacher. Stand up. Right, taking that away from you. Honestly, you've been naughty. 
And then imagine the, oh, just the embarrassment of you. Mr. Mr. Stevens, why don't you have your chair anymore? Oh, the head teacher took it away from me. Because I was Were you swinging on it? it? Were you swinging on it and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and swinging backwards and nearly hit your head? No, mate. I just sat down for two minutes. Yeah. Oh, no. Ludicrous. I, I like the idea of this school, um, you know, that kind of like you, you're teaching and you literally you go to put your bum on the chair and, and you know, your cheek just touches, just brushes the fabric of your chair. Gavin Williamson pops his head around the corner. Oh, lazy. <laughs> Get him off that. <laughs> just don't teach, do you? It's not work. <laughs> Oh, that's that's horrible. And I'm going to move on because I've now got a little game for you to play. Okay. So the game is this. I'm just, I'm going to read to you two things, right? About, about toxic SLT. Uh, one of them's real. One of them's not. That's it. Simple as that. You got to guess which one's real. Okay. Right. Got it. Cool. All right. Two situations. Is, is, the, is the real one that you did a fart drop and go mission? <laughs> that's last week's game. Go and listen to oh, last week's podcast if you want to hear that game Sorry. about me farting in classrooms. But I know you all do. Here we go. Ready? First, first yep. scenario, and it's it, first person. All right, so it's from people. I would appreciate some feedback. I'm an ECT and a solo parent. I was told that my parental leave will not be paid whilst caring for my daughter because last academic year, whilst I was a TA, I had four days related to childcare slash child sickness, so I had a little bit of time off. They sent me an email saying that it's up to their discretion, this is the lying, whether they will pay me or not. There you go. That's the first thing you mentioned, wasn't it? The, the SLT lying. I've accepted this and I can understand that if I'm not there to teach, then maybe I shouldn't get paid. Okay, whatever. My question is, am I still required to provide all the planning and resourcing despite not, despite being off and not being paid? They're expecting they me to didn't. work from home. They did Work from home whilst not being paid. Does that sound right? What's the question? Can I, if this is real... Then I don't know what to say. Like this, what? Well, what? Save it. You save it because I got another okay. one. Okay, another, this right. one's a bit okay. shorter. All right. All right. All right. Advice, please. Our head teacher has asked for remote learning to be put on class teams page before Tuesday evening ahead of strike day on Wednesday for the strike. Right. No. So they've asked the teachers that are striking to plan lessons, full lessons, resourced, put on teams so that so that the kids at home can do it, like in lockdown. You know on a yeah. strike day. Am I right in thinking that we should not be doing this as we don't need to confirm whether we're even striking or not in the first place and we shouldn't really be setting work when right. they're striking? Okay, I reckon... I, I, how can I... One of them's not... Okay, let's think about this. What I think you could have made up the strike one more easily because the strike's happening and stuff and, and we had the discussions. So I'm going to yeah. say that's not real and unbelievably the first one about them expecting you to work on a day off unpaid to care for your sick child, by the way. Not just like you're having a day off and you're not getting paid. You're, yeah. you're caring for your sick child and therefore being unpaid, but you also need to do work that day. Unbelievably, I'm going to say that one's true. So you're locking in your answer. The first one's true. Second one's not true one, yeah? Yeah, I think you made up the strike one because it's so well known that you absolutely are withdraw... That's the idea of a strike. You withdraw your labour. How? Un yeah. You're not going to withdraw your labour then make sure that what you're withdrawing can carry on without you. Yeah. That's just what that's SLT like member would ever in the in the recent weeks ever possibly think that that's acceptable, right? And, and actually yeah. say it to their staff. You'd be, you'd, be, you'd be insane to do that. Are you setting up telling me that's true? I, I'll tell you what, they're both true. No, you absolutely. They're both true. They're, they're both true. I just, I thought it'd be funny. They're both true. Both of those stories are true. That anonymous posts I've seen on forums and things recently, they're both true. Do you know what that does really, really well to finish this off and round this off really nicely? Expose how SLT, some of them think it's their job to eke as much free work out of teachers as they possibly can. And the more free work they can eke out of them, whether that's through doing stuff out of your directed time and being told you've got to do it, 
or making them try and work for a strike day where they're not getting paid or making them try to provide work and do something at home when they're caring for their sick child. These people get a grip. That's all we're going to say to that. Get a grip. And if your SLT are like that in a school, please, can you tell us? Because we will just say it on this podcast and then... Oh, what what it might be playing in your room as you're doing your marking and they're coming around. Oh, sorry. They're just pause, pause this podcast. They're just talking uh, about how crazy it is that you're going to take my chair off me. Sorry, I'll stand up whilst I'm marking. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're here to expose them. So send in your stories. Come on, do it anonymous. We won't, men- we won't, men- won't mention any names or schools or anything like that. It'll just be here to expose and talk about. Because you know what? The best bit is, right? We've got this ultimate protection here. Because if anyone gets annoyed at it, cool, you're doing the wrong thing then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if like, someone uh, us and says, that's terrible, I do this at my school, you shouldn't be saying this because actually that's really, it's like, cool, you're the toxic person then, so you can't say anything. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. telling us that. We'll yeah, put it on our next episode. Admit to it. It's like, yeah, uh, I'm SLT and I've done this before. Cool, do you want to come on? Because we'll have a chat, pal. Like we can, mm, we, can, mm. we can dive in. Do you know what would be really interesting? We have talked about getting guests in before. I, I would just like to get people in who do disagree with us because the thing is sometimes there's a problem. I know it's funny and I know I really enjoy these podcasts, but we do kind of overlap with about 80% of our opinions. Um, so, you know, even though we are obviously always right, it would be nice sometimes to get someone <laughs> to get someone on and have a yeah. chat with them and then tell so them So we can tell they're them wrong. they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Oh, great, great. Now no, everyone's going to think we're horrible. J- jokes aside, jokes aside, 100%. It would be really cool to get some different views on because do you know what? We've probably misunderstood some stuff, even, even in there. I mean, maybe not the working whilst you're caring for your sick child thing. I don't know yeah, if there'd yeah, be yeah, yeah, other yeah. side to that. But there's definitely some some parts of it that, you know, we haven't been in that position and we don't know the pressures of it. Because the chances sure are, some things. within the five episodes we've done, there's, there's, there's been a listener that's actually disagreed with something we've said. And that's fine. We actually like that. And we are as, as opinionated as we get, and as heated as we get, we are very, very happy to accept we're wrong in a situation. And I'd quite happily listen to someone who's more expert than me in, in a topic and tell me why I'm wrong. You know, I, I, that's, that's not something I'm against. I take pride in doing that. Um, and I will try to do that more in the podcast in the future, Hayden, tell you why you specifically are wrong. Right, Dylan, I think it's time to move on because we haven't even talked about our stories from the classroom yet. And uh, you might have noticed, listeners, that this is a bit of a chunkier episode, a bit longer. Um, So if you are listening on Spotify, let us know in the poll below whether you prefer this kind of length. It's about an hour long compared to our usual sort of half an hour. So we'd love to hear your feedback. Absolutely. And if you're listening on any other platform, because we are now on Apple Podcasts and we're also on Amazon and all of the other providers... Could you please do us a favor? Why not follow us? We can see that we are gaining followers every week. It's absolutely fantastic. It helps spread this podcast and it really helps us out. So if you could do that and give us a rating, maybe we'd be hugely appreciative. But Hayden, as you've just said, should we dive into a few small stories this week? Haven't we? Not one big one. Yeah. And I actually want you to start with a story that happened recently. Um, Something that happened at our school, which just was hilarious. And I think you probably know what I'm talking about. Involves a toilet. (laughs) <laughs> it does yeah we, we we kind of hinted towards this last week i almost forgot about this and this wouldn't have been included today uh it had my friend not messaged me going oh i can't wait to hear about the toilet story and i was like what on earth are you talking about and he said oh you said you got locked in the toilet essentially our school the toilet has been like a ongoing problem our poor site manager i swear every every other day i walk past the toilet and he's on his knees trying to fix the lock it's just been really dodgy <laughs> for ages and he finally thought he fixed it and it was like we we taken the sign down, you know, our head had put a sign on the toilet door saying, don't use unless you want to get locked in. Making a little joke. Haha, <laughs> funny. He'd taken that down the day before this happened. I was like, oh, sign's not gone. He's obviously fixed it. Uh, I went in, 
uh, went to the toilet. Luckily, it was just a wee. Uh, and you'll see why that's lucky in a second. <laughs> uh, I came back out. This is after school. I opened the door. It, I turned the lock and it just stayed locked. And I was like, oh, this is the dodgy <laughs> one. Uh, so I'm opening it, uh, turning the lock again. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. No problem. Stay calm, Dylan. Stay calm. I could feel myself getting like 10% nervous. I could just feel a little jump saying, oh, I am locked in the toilet though. So that's not great. It's after school. Don't know who's around. Uh, so I was like, oh, cool. It's no problem. I've got my phone on me. I'll get my phone out. And then I suddenly remembered that we get absolutely no signal in our school and 95% of the staff get nothing on their phone. So I tried to ring Hayden, funnily enough. I'm like, okay, I'll just ring Hayden. Straight to voice. Hi, yeah, this is Hayden's voicemail. Okay. <laughs> so the, yep. the panic goes up to 20%. I'm like, ha. I, I am locked in the toilet though, so it would be good to get out, wouldn't it? So I go over to the door and I just start gently, gently knocking. Obviously nothing happens because yeah. this is in the corridor. This is like nowhere near a classroom. The only saving grace would be if someone happened to be walking to the staff room. So also I'm knocking. embarrassing, isn't it? Embarrassing. You're knocking on this yeah, feels really weird, I bet. Like, yeah, what, what, what's going on? Knocking. Knocking at 50% now, getting a bit more. Oh, I am. I'm locked in here and I've, I wanted to get out. I couldn't. So I start like knocking like this. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> and <laughs> apparently the teachers had heard this knocking for a good two minutes and just thought, <laughs> oh, it's, listen, they thought, oh, it's Dave fixing the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I'm so used so, to it. No, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, literally. Oh, it's just Dave. He's fixing the toilet probably. He's always around there. So me knocking, knocking. Anyway, eventually someone hears me. It felt like 50 minutes. It was probably 10 minutes maximum. Uh, someone hears me eventually. And I say, hi, yeah, um, I'm locked in. And he was like, <laughs> oh God. So he went to find our site manager, Dave, absolute legend. Uh, and uh, Dave comes along. But in this time, obviously, the teacher's gone back to his classroom, told the people who heard it earlier. And there's, <laughs> there's, eight, there's eight people stood outside the door now. Oh. And I'm there going, oh, hi everyone. Hayden, Hayden over here, gets his phone, starts recording. <laughs> Right above at the top, there's like a window pane that no one could see through. So it's, it's very <laughs> private still. No one could see through it. All I see, he just whacks his hand above his phone's there filming. He goes, oh yeah, yeah. you just locked in there, mate. Eight yeah. people stood outside laughing. You can and imagine my delight when I walked past and saw this crowd around the toilet and, I, and I, oh, who's locked in there? Dylan. <laughs> Dylan? Brilliant. <laughs> I tell you now, and uh, my teaching partner, Amy, she said this as well. She was just like, oh, I'm so glad it was you. <laughs> And I said, what do you mean? And her point was basically, if it was anyone else, there'd be like a lot of concern, I think. And people, oh, okay, let's let's, let's keep them calm. Because it was me and just the way I am, I just, you know, have a laugh and, and <laughs> don't really take anything yeah, too seriously. Exactly. That's why I filmed it. Because it was funny. You know, I knew exactly. you'd find it funny. Every single person was just laughing, having a joke, stood outside. And whilst they were laughing, the way it, the way it so happened that I had to get out was that the Dave, our site manager, couldn't fix it from the outside. So he came along mm. and he goes, oh, Dill, I can only fix this from the inside. And I went, ha ha, good one. And he went, no, seriously, I can only fix it from the inside. And I was like, well, I'm on the inside and I'm locked. So how are we, we going to get out? And straight away, I'm like, cool, we're going to get the fire brigade down here. And he went, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. So all I hear then are like screws unscrewing down the bottom near my feet. And I look down and there's a vent and I didn't realize there was a vent on the door. So he's basically undoing this vent. And what happens at this point, he starts passing me tools through screwdriver, different head, like three different things. And he has to talk me through how to unlock myself out the door. I took the door apart. I took the handle off from the inside. He was giving me these instructions. Obviously it's funny. So he's there on his knees trying to look. I'm going to post a picture on our Instagram, by the way. So if you're still listening to this, our Instagram will also have a picture <laughs> of my head poking through to show you that this yes. really happened. Dave's on his knees. Everyone's taking the mic, just having a joke, having a laugh, led by you, can I just say, Hayden? <laughs> yeah, and it's course. so funny. We've got a video of Dave just sat there. He just looks up and he goes, 
can I talk to him, please? And everyone just <laughs> got really cross. <laughs> he got so angry because we were just Dave's, getting in the way. Dave is the most chill guy. He's so lovely. I've got a lot of time for Dave. He's a great, great guy. And um, he, he was just trying to help me. And he was clearly getting annoyed. Like, guys, I know it's Dylan and we can take the mick, but can we get him out, please? Um, so he passed me through. I managed to get out in the end. It took about five minutes and I got out and there were still six people there. And the funniest thing that happened was I'm out. Everyone's like, you're okay. You're all right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, our deputy head walks off going, I don't think he is all right. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I promise. Um, and the best thing was I actually finally managed to get out. And what happened, Hayden? <laughs> the the whole year five team had just caught wind that you were stuck in the toilet and uh, were making their way down to see and uh, you know presumably laugh at you and you just got out as they arrived and they're like oh they were gutted. <laughs> really no, didn't didn't care about you they were just oh like oh we didn't get to see it we didn't see this caged animal in his toilet but yeah it was a weird feeling you know because I actually said after I came out and I was fine and I was like yeah it's fine it's fine and I just like calmed down a bit. And I realized that for about five minutes, I wasn't fine at one point. And I was very much just pacing up and down like, I'm going to be in here forever. How can I teach from the toilet? <laughs> hey, kids, oh. get your books out, can you? <laughs> it's like saying that. Brilliant. Well, I've got another story here, expense because um, earlier on in the podcast, I was about to start telling a story and uh, we said we'll save it for now, right? Oh, and yes. and that story is, <laughs> is, it happened really recently and I just forgot to mention it when we were talking about our week, right? So I've not heard um, this. You've not heard this and it will ring a bell because it's something from okay. a few years ago, but it's come up again and it just made me laugh, right? Okay. So a couple of years ago, uh, I found this, well, I think you might have even showed me this, just hilarious picture of Dylan, right? Maybe we could post this on Instagram as well. There's lots okay, of stuff yeah. on Instagram, right? Loads it, of stuff. It's, and, and I call it baby Mr. Price. He was young, <laughs> I don't know, a couple of years old and it's just the pose, the, the posture you do. It's just really oh, funny. It made it's me one laugh. Of them, it's one of them classic ones with like the blue velvet background back in the 90s. Yeah. And like, you're like, I'm just like turned to the side, aren't I, with my hands together. Having but you smile. look... You look both 30 and three at the same time. <laughs> it's so funny. And I just love the picture. It's one of my favorites. And I obviously took a picture of it on my phone. Uh, anyway, a couple of years ago, just a bit of a hook for my maths class, who were all kids that knew you because they'd come up through the school and they had me sure. in year six, right? Um, I put this on one of my lessons as, and I said, baby Mr. Price gives you, a, gives you approval. And it was just a little <laughs> joke just to make them laugh. And it, it, it escalated into becoming baby Mr. Price cards in which oh, yes. I made a limited edition, right? I just print, I put it onto a Word document, printed them, laminated them, and I made like maybe 20 or so. Yeah. And each card had five, it came with five, five team points. Some schools do like house points and things. So it's something they wanted, right? And I said, you'll get this and I'll never make them again. They're limited edition. So if you get one, treasure it. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> like and a shiny card when points. you're collecting yeah, the football exactly. points. So, I said, yeah. but you only get it for really special things. You're not just going to get it for nothing. So they were, I've never known children to want something so bad. It was hilarious. Like any other school reward? Meh. Baby Mr. Price cards, please give me one. I've heard that children still have them years on from their siblings. So they say, oh yeah, he's got it on his wall. Oh, that's so good. Brilliant. That's so anyway, yes, uh, yesterday, very recently anyway, um, a child came into my class. The same child, funny enough, who thought we were brothers. So it's just right. funny. Um, and said, uh, I found a Baby Mr. Price card in the library. No! And, and, it, and I was like, no, what? And I was thinking this was a couple of years ago now. Like, surely yeah, not. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, go, I was like, go and get it. Go on, go get it. Go to the library, get it. He brought it back. And he's got this, he's treasuring this baby Mr. Price card. No holding way. it. And I just, what well, was so funny. And I said he could keep it. And I was like, what, really? As if I've given him like a trophy. No. Can, can I? I was like, yeah, go on, keep it. You found it. You keep that one. He's like, yes. Oh, yes. Other kids were around him. We're like, oh, what? You got one? Oh, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I've got to make some more of these things. Oh my gosh, that's unreal. It's like a shiny Harry Kane. It's like, oh, I got yeah. one. I'm going to trade it. Oh, that's unreal. Well, I love that so much. 
if you want to see the picture, check out the Instagram. I'll get Dylan's post it. Uh, but yeah, you can see why I made cards out of it. Oh, that's brilliant. I, I love I love those little things we do with the children, which are just like, if you get what I mean, they're just unnecessary. The kind of thing where maybe if SLT walked in, the kind of SLT that we've seen, we've talked about today, they would yeah. kind of turn up their nose to it. If, if you, if you mm. spent like even 30 seconds in a lesson doing something like that, their response would be something along the lines of, how did they make progress in that 30 seconds? So I'll tell you how they made progress because I made a better bond with them. And in the future, they're going to <laughs> enjoy being in my company more and yeah. I'm going to be able to teach them better. There was this one time where um, I put it on the screen <laughs> and I just, just like you said, nonsense. This is nonsense. It meant nothing, but it get, but the kids had a good day because of it. So whatever. Um, uh, every time they had to, every time they went to talk, they had to bow to the Mr. Price. <laughs> but they, I was like, they go start talking. I was like, no, no, no. And they're like, oh yeah, sorry. Bad down to the surprise picture. I was like, come here, it's like a shrine of you at the front. It was just so funny. We're just messing around, but they had a good day. Do you remember that time where um, in your class you had this, I think this was last year, maybe a couple of years ago, you had a pet which they could take home and take pictures of and you put yeah, the pictures yeah, up yeah, on the yeah. wall. Not a real pet. A, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't make that clear. It was, it was not a real guinea pig. It was like a toy guinea pig, like a teddy. Yeah, yeah. And the idea was they could just take it home for a week have some pictures in like, you know, whatever they were up to that weekend, have a picture with the hamster there. And it was just a really interesting wall of pictures of some yeah. kids were gaming. Some kids were in the car on a trip to see their family. Some kids were on holiday. And um, it was really nice, like selection of pictures. So I just had a new picture taken for, um, for the school photo. And when that happens, for some reason in our pigeonhole, we get like a, almost like a passport sheet of like four by uh, two by two of four pictures of us just, just printed. Just, I don't know if it's like a copy they had. I don't know what it was, but it was in yeah. my pigeonhole anyway. And I thought, mm, okay. So I just walked around to your room when you weren't in there and I put it up on the wall amongst these pictures. So these pictures were <laughs> these children with hamsters and stuff. And then in the middle, it's just four portraits of me there smiling in the middle. And I just yeah. remember because I didn't tell you and you, and I walked in one time and I, hey, Who's that with the with the hamster up there? And for months it had just been on your wall. <laughs> no one noticed, yeah. No one noticed. Eventually kids kids did to be fair. Some some kids did actually go, What? What's that up there? After you, yeah. They were like, Is that Mr. Price? I was like, Yeah, I don't don't ask. I don't know why that, I put it up there. Is that your brother? No, it's my cousin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just one more thing, because I just I'm on one now. Right. There's just on. another a game that it just it's just talk about this nonsense again right there's a game that i've invented and uh, i got a, a new ta recently so the, the context is i've invented this ridiculous game uh, okay. with my maths class and then my new TA, ta has come in and i've actually i was a little bit embarrassed to do it i was like <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna think that i'm genuinely insane like i've lost my mind like what right. on earth is this guy doing teaching kids <laughs> because the game just trying to make times tables more fun they yeah. don't want to just. They don't. They don't want to chart. They've done day, it for years. Right? They're in year six. Oh, so they've done it for exactly. Years years. Like they've done dice games. They've done that to death. We've done times times rockstar and stuff. And um, I've one game. It's like wild, wild west shootout, and they have to like walk away from each other. First one to say the answer like wins. The other person sits down. Anyway, we've done all these games loads, and I just I don't know why, but I sometimes walk around with my meter stick. I just love holding it. It's like a little cane. I can just walk around. I can rest Absolutely. on it. Absolutely, it's just a habit. I like just fiddling with stuff, right? So I'm walking around with this meat stick, and uh, and it's and it's hollow all the way through the middle. One of those like mm. red and yellow ones, right? And um, for some reason, I said, "Let's pretend we're in the jungle, and your animal's trying to run away, and I've got a blow dart." <laughs> and <laughs> so I held it up like a big blow dart, um, and and if I if I got them with the blow dart, they had to answer my time table question in less than five seconds, or they or they had to like pretend what? to pass out because they were like tranquilized. <laughs> Oh, you know, uh, I'm saying it now and I'm going red because it's so embarrassing. Uh, that I've, they obviously 
obviously they loved it because it's just completely insane. So they're yeah. sat there, like, pretending to get yeah. shot by a blow dart and then pretending to be tranquilized if they didn't answer the question. <laughs> so the, this new TA starts in my math class and one of the kids is like, oh, can we play the blow dart? Can we play the blow darts? And I just went, I just went, I just went red because I was thinking, mm. I don't want to play that in front of this adult because they're going to think, they're going to, like, question why I'm in this job. Like, <laughs> just complete insanity. Yeah, I just imagine they're starting on their first day thinking, oh, okay, how do you teach times tables in this school? And you're just there with a blow dot on your mouth going, ah, what? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just yeah. playing blow dot times tables. What yeah. did you say? We're going to do some times tables. She goes to get the dice out and I've already got my blow dot and my full jungle outfit on. <laughs> <laughs> the kids um, are putting on their elephant ears. It's like, well, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> so instead we played the Wild Wild West game where they, you know, just like, just classic, just, you know, they walk away from each other. First person to say the times table. So I put on some Wild Wild West music and I go into this whirl, whirl, whirl accent. Yeah. And she's already looking at me thinking, what is wrong with this guy? Honestly. No, I reckon, she, I reckon she is thinking what a nice way to engage the children because yeah, that's what it's all about, right? You know, the, it, it is, it is crazy what you're saying and it's just a shame that some cultures uh some school cultures rather will just look down on that kind of thing it's absolutely fine isn't it as long as it doesn't like genuinely just waste waste time completely sure. i think um i think it's fine as long as there's a purpose to it if it's about engagement fine if it's about you're just hiding some learning in some sort of fun activity then fine you know and i do find actually um that 95 percent of when my children are most engaged it's just when i've taught something really well and explicitly and clearly and they're just practically just doing it like engagement yeah. doesn't have to come from all these fancy bells and whistles no. it's the kind of thing we like to do every now and then but actually the best engagement comes from children understanding something well and having work pitched at the right level and i think over the years we've probably realized as well that these little fun things we do with the children that if you do them all the time it does have a negative impact it actually if you rile up the children i know you mentioned this previously i think in a bit, a bit of a discussion in our podcast yeah, maybe did. we can talk about it more another time but if you rile them up, it is actually hard to get them back. And then you can impact the learning. So you've got to be careful when you do these things. For sure, for sure. But I must say, I know you've you touched on it earlier. Um, this has been a mega episode. I'm actually really excited that we've uh, done this because we said a few times, we were aiming for half an hour for these podcasts, weren't we? And the first one came at half an hour. And we said to ourselves, we're just going to have a chat. And if it goes on and on and we're interested in, and we'll, we'll just put it out there and we'll see what you guys think. So this is a much longer episode today. Really looking forward to seeing how you guys react to it. Whether you liked it, do you listen to it in chunks? Do you listen to it all in one go? When do you listen to our podcast? I'm really, really interested, guys, because you're our audience. You're the reason we're doing this as well. We enjoy doing it, but we want to give you some entertainment. So do email us at our lovely email, which Hayden loves uh, and says is very succinct, <laughs> at teachseatrepeatpod at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be with a story. It can be with a funny story from school. It can be a story about uh, rules or expectations that are just crazy that you've heard about in the school, but it could just be to say hello. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. And I will it just say one. Yeah, it could be an insult. And I'll say just one thing very quickly on Instagram. <laughs> I've noticed yeah, <laughs> I've noticed that the, I don't know if Instagram is messing up guys. If any of you are listening to this and you have messaged us on Instagram and we haven't replied, can you just let us know or email us? Because my Instagram's saying that we've got messages, but I can't find them anywhere. I think it might be lost in requests mm. or something. I'll have That's a dig. Weird. But if you are one of those people, do let us know. Get in touch via the email uh, because we are going to reply to everyone until obviously we have 50,000 listeners. But for now, if you yeah. message us, if you get in touch, if you reply to our story, if you give us an email, we will reply to you. And we really want to hear what you think. Cool. Well, listen, let's do one final story. 
um, in this podcast, and then we'll wrap it up, right? Because I want to talk about the, the story everyone's been waiting for, the Prit Sticks. Ah, uh, Hayden, we're going to have to cut off a... there because we have oh. reached the limit of our podcast. So, uh, guys, you want to hear about the Prit Sticks? Stick around for next week, and we look forward to seeing you then. Catch you next time, everyone.